welcome to episode three of the Chopping It Down podcast, featuring your host, me, Daniel Rivera. In the chairs next to me, I got Joel and Zian. How are y'all feeling today? I don't know. It's only my third day out here. Joel, how are you doing today? <laughs> it's Wednesday, my dudes. It's it Wednesday, Wednesday, my dudes. My dudes. Today is February 5th as we're recording this episode. Uh, this will probably go out on a Friday or Saturday, but just know that we're recording this on hump day. Hump day. Hump hump. All right. So, Zeon, what are we talking about today? What is on the chopping block for today? The chopping block is YouTube. YouTube. No, YouTube. YouTube. Like oh. the, the band? Sorry, I don't, dude, <laughs> I don't pronounce the B's, P's, or T's, or D's at the ends of my words. So, okay. I say YouTube. I don't say YouTube. I say YouTube. You should YouTube. YouTube. You, all right, YouTube. whatever, whatever. Whatever your version of YouTube yes, is. we're talking about YouTube today. Yep. We're talking about what makes YouTube such the titan of a platform that it is. Kind of where it started. Yes, how bit. it got how it got to be this big. And we're going to be talking about how YouTube can be a viable career path or not, mm-hmm. depending on what you want to do on YouTube. For sure. Anyone that goes on YouTube will see a whole bunch of content creators that have made it big, are making a lot of money off a platform that, you know, you would think is just like a hobby, but it's actually a career for people. Like people quit their jobs to it's just go on YouTube. For some. Yeah, people make and businesses from this. Yes. Word. And sometimes it is just a hobby that, you know, you make some side money from. And you're able to, you know, do other things, do, you know, like maybe go to school or do what you go, went to school for. Like if you're a doctor or something like that, there are plenty of doctors and lawyers that have YouTube channels that are you yes. know, funded and make money. So it's definitely a viable career path, but it all depends on how you use it. It's about the execution. Absolutely. So speaking of execution, let's execute the history. The history of YouTube. Let's execute ex- scrambled, sunny. <laughs> What's you know the you're word? making fun of me. Sunny, and I'm just gonna edit it out. <laughs> you said execute. All right, let's do it. All right, let's execute this topic. That was yeah, excellent. Why don't you start us off by well, giving us a brief rundown of what YouTube is? Uh, YouTube is a very interesting platform, especially in the way it started. If for those of you who don't know, uh, the creators of YouTube actually met while still working at PayPal that was still run by uh, Elon Musk, I think in 2002, uh, when he was still the founder. And a few years later, eBay, actually, I think, uh, whatever. So eBay eventually bought PayPal in October of 2002. Can you guess how much eBay paid for PayPal? Does anyone know who? I'm sure you guys know what PayPal is. <laughs> yeah. So before it was PayPal, it was a website. I believe it was called X.com. Yeah. And it was owned by Elon Musk. Correct. What didn't he own? And he used the money from this transaction to go and fund SpaceX. So if I was a betting man, I would bet that it was a lot of money. <laughs> okay. Like over a billion. Okay. How about you? Same. I don't really can't put All a right. number on well, it. Well, yeah. He okay. So eBay purchased PayPal for one point five billion dollars. Not million. Not million. Back in two thousand two. 
Exactly. Billion. One, yo, one point five wow. billion dollars used the money to fund SpaceX, an Which, entire space oh, program. Is crazy. If you put like, oh my, do you? All right. If you <laughs> receive one point five billion dollars, do means, you know how long that will last you? That yeah, will last that means, you. It'd be hard to spend. That it. means you receive exactly. nine hundred ninety-nine million, and also four hundred ninety-nine point nine nine million dollars too. <laughs> like that's great. That's like I'd be fine with two million. Exactly. I'd be yeah. fine with five hundred thousand. <laughs> but one point five billion dollars for some right. for some transaction software. Granted, PayPal makes a lot more money than that. But right. for the time being, for what it was, you know, before it was like crazy through the internet and all that stuff. Like this was two thousand two. Exactly. You know, Windows ninety six and Windows ninety nine. You know, came and went. And then in came Windows XP, and then everyone started getting laptops. So this was definitely some technology that was not as utilized, obviously, as it. I would just like now. to say okay. Windows Seven was my favorite program. FYI, I'm sure you guys wanted too. to know. It was really nice and classic. Yeah, for it. sure. Anyways, um, so YouTube was founded by um, I forgot their names, but it was three coworkers that again used to work um, at PayPal and. They came up with a couple ideas on, you know, like kind of what they wanted to do. And they eventually came up with the idea of, of a video streaming service. Uh, I believe if I'm not mistaken, I believe they initially wanted to be wanted it to be about video games, but they wanted a more like a broader audience, I suppose, to make it a little bit more diverse. So they came up with YouTube where anyone can upload uh, videos of themselves uh, to this platform and share it with millions of people. So, again, that was first launched in 2005. Uh, the first ever video on YouTube was just a video of the founders, I guess, messing around. And then the few, the next few videos after that was videos of their cats, which was an instant hit. People yeah, so love cats. If you were that on YouTube in the early days, you would have seen a lot of videos of cats. There were a lot yeah, of cats animals. on like, YouTube. It, it even all started before yeah. in like America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh, yeah, for sure. Cats are just a big source of humor because they're so unpredictable. Mm -hmm. Right. So back in, the, back in 2005, uh, YouTube was serving about 2 million videos per day. And that's, that was over a decade ago. I can't even That's imagine what the all, number is now. <laughs> yeah, two million That's videos, probably huge. Because you know, it was it's for anyone. You can put whatever you want on the platform, right? Because yeah. it's just you or whatever you point the camera at, and then you just upload it and hope oh, people actually, watch it. Yeah. What's their slogan? Broadcast, Broadcast yourself. yourself. Yep. Which I didn't even know they had a slogan, but okay. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Uh, and, and again, these. Uh, those guys didn't even like. I don't think they even graduated college, if I'm not mistaken. I, I could be. I wouldn't wrong. doubt it. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure most of the founders like either went to college and dropped out, or maybe graduated and and whatever happened. Kind of just like how Mark Zuckerberg uh, did it when he created Facebook. Um. So later that actually one year later, <laughs> Google decided to purchase YouTube. For one point six five billion dollars, billion, billion, bro. 
Google decided to purchase YouTube. Sounds like they knew what they were doing. Six five billion dollars. Like oh, they, they were like smart. They, knew what they had. Yeah, they're very smart. But the thing with that is, even under uh, Google's control, YouTube didn't make a profit for the first three years. Hmm. And even big companies like that don't. Yeah, you'd be surprised. I, I was. Yeah, I, I actually am pretty surprised because uh, I, I thought YouTube was just like a like a money machine. Like they could just easily. Uh, bringing I mean, now a lot are. of revenue. Yeah, and, and they are for sure. Um, <laughs> Their earnings this year from ad revenue alone were $15.6 billion. Oh, my God gosh. Damn. That's Jeff Bezos' network. Net worth, <laughs> sorry. Wow, that's amazing. Oh, we won't even get into how much money Amazon made. I don't, I don't even want to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, after, even under Google's control, YouTube was still kind of... Uh, you know, struggling when it comes to the profitability. And it, one year, they even lost $470 million, uh, which it's not a billion dollars, but God damn, that's still millions of dollars. Absolutely. That's a big hit for any company. Crazy. Yeah. And it's all due to server costs because, um, you know. How much data yeah, gets right. put through a system that yeah. takes as much video as it does. Exactly. It's so, a lot. Uh, it's just interesting to see how many people have capitalized off of YouTube. Absolutely. When I first started like watching YouTube, I definitely have made videos like trying to get viral. Like I'm pretty sure there's a video out there on YouTube right now that's titled 12 year old plays drums <laughs> after getting drum set for the first time. Okay. I'm going to look for that after. I, yeah. I need to see this. I, I would implore anyone to go look for that because <laughs> I, for the life of me, cannot find it. You realize the con- if, like people who have made it is just they've made it because of consistency. One of the yeah. earliest one of the earliest viral videos I've seen was Charlie Bit My Finger. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Seen that? <laughs> yeah. That video had like psych. Like, millions and millions of views like yeah. that family was all over the news and stuff like that yeah and they even tried to make like a sequel because they try to capitalize yeah. on the hype of it yeah sometimes it just doesn't work yeah it just flops. but think about like all the the commercials and all like you know how much money they got from True. set interviews and even like ad revenue on the video because yeah. that's how youtubers make money is by letting people put ads on their videos yeah. and then they get like a certain amount of money per, yep. you know, a thousand views. It just depends on how big your audience is. But, you know, I, I think of that. I think of, you know, a lot of like the keyboard cat. The yeah. Oh, yeah. Cat. I love that. Like, you mean like you? stupid videos like that were all over YouTube. But now it's like, you, you know, you have a, you have a, channel with two million subscribers you're getting a million views every time you put a video out that's that was unheard of back in the day right and and another person that comes to mind when i think of youtube justin bieber when his video hit like dude he used to upload videos to youtube all the time of and playing guitar that's how he got big like that's how he got noticed by scooter braun and then i think there was another one too i want to say he was on american idol because he would just post on, on YouTube, if I'm not mistaken. I'm sure a lot of... I don't know if it was American Idol, but I know he was on a show like that. Something similar to it. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. a lot of contestants on that show start on YouTube. Right. I wonder, like... All it's right, so, so easy. It's, so, it's too easy almost to put, you know... Like, all right, you say that, but Clips now, of you singing. In this well, day and age... I'm not saying that it's... I'm not saying that it's easy to make it. I'm just saying it's easy to put it on, on oh, YouTube. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. 
then right. you get watched by like I mean, 10 even people. then, you don't need like all the fancy equipment just to put a video, like a good video up. Right. No, you don't. But if you want to put a quality video up, then you need to you need to put the the time and effort in for sure. So so when I started watching YouTube at a pretty young age, like you know, me and my cousin and my mom, we would gather around you know the desktop and watch whatever was on the homepage because back then the homepage wasn't like tailored toward you. It was tailored right. toward, you know, what was out there in the world, what was viral. You know, if, mm. you're, if your video got put on the front page, you're getting views. For sure. Yeah. So, like, that was, like, the goal of people. So, even me, trying to, <laughs> trying to like, capitalize on that, I made, like, a, a rest in peace, like, Steve Jobs video that's out there really? on YouTube somewhere. What's the title? <laughs> it's called Rest in Peace, Steve Jobs. <laughs> okay. Because I saw that a whole bunch of people on the on YouTube front page were doing it. So I was like, oh, maybe my video will get on the YouTube front page and people will see it. You know, granted, I do. I did actually like miss Steve Jobs. Like I read his memoir and everything. And his, we all miss him. And his biography. Like I looked up to him, but I was like, well, if I make a video about it and put it up and hopefully YouTube sees that and they put it on the homepage. Oh, okay. Maybe, I see where maybe you're going people with that. will see my video and they'll come yeah. to my channel and they'll see. You know, me making music because I also used to have like a synthesizer and I used to put like videos of me making music on there. I don't know what channel it was on, but it's up there. <laughs> like I have videos on YouTube, obviously, other than, you know, when we put did you have more than one channel or just like, no, you just don't just remember the, the channel. I just don't remember the channel name. OK, like I said, I think, again, the main reason why people were successful is because of uh, the consistency that they had. A lot of people try to like upload a video just for the sole purpose of trying to get famous in a sense like a kind of like a (laughs) exactly like an easy way out right um but it's really down to loving what you do and sharing it with others and just being consistent with it and that's how i think that's how a lot of people got started because they're if you look at some of the famous youtubers they started like literally from youtube and there's a there's tons of videos of them just talking to a camera with uh well not anymore now but like with you know a couple hundred views maybe a few you know a couple or just a few yeah if you you go back to like philip defranco he's a he's a news kind of show and you know back in the day he used to do whatever it could to get views on his video so he would talk about like current events Kind of almost like like a TMZ kind of thing where he would just like what what's out there in the world and right. you know what's popping or what's viral, but his thumbnails would be like girls in like bikinis or something like that. <laughs> oh, okay, just trying to get people to click on the oh, okay. so yeah. that's where on the video. Yeah, it, it, clickbait has always been around yeah, because it's a marketing trick for yeah. sure. Like when you break it down, like you could see it as scumbag or what. But yeah, it depends how you use it. How because a lot of a lot of people definitely take advantage of it. Oh yeah, and absolutely. Use it. Um, yeah, some people are like the scumbags, and for they, sure, and they use it. And right, you know, sometimes the, it works. The video, well, exactly. Yeah, but, yeah, that's but true. There's there's so many people that are on YouTube that you can post clickbait like that and have people be upset and go to the video and be like, oh, I'm upset. But then you have a lot of people that just don't care. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't care about like semantics, and <laughs> what people put in their thumbnail. They just want to watch content. Yeah, doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Like right. Um, all right. So in this day and age, 
do you think the consistency that Philip DeFranco had or YouTubers like MKBHD or um, Sweetie Pie, I mean, <laughs> PewDiePie, do you think the consistency... <laughs> Sweetie Pie? <laughs> do you think uh, that kind of consistency and dedication would work today in a day and age? Like today where it, that market is flooded with a lot of content creators. Yes, but yep. it'd be a lot harder. Hmm. Because so, if I remember correctly, I watched PewDiePie ever since he had like 500,000 subscribers. And it was every week he was gaining a massive amount of subscribers. Where It came to the point where there was this guy named Ray William Johnson who was number one. And he had 12 million. I don't know why I said 12 like that. 12, <laughs> he had 12 million. He had 12 million subscribers. <laughs> he had 12 million subscribers and he was number one. And then, uh, wait, I have a JoJo joke for this okay. later. Ryan, Ryan Higa. Damn, let my man say his joke. Oh, no. He after, said later. At, later. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> he would get it. Or if okay. you watch JoJo. So, so then you had Ryan Higa, who had 11 million subscribers. Mm -hmm. And they were kind of like battling for the top spot. And there was also this girl named Jenna Marbles, who's still YouTube famous yeah. like now. She sucks, though. Wow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, wow. I was about to say. Yeah, was about if to, you're listening, I'm so I was about sorry. to debate you on that. People offended right now. I don't watch her videos. I've never watched I was about to debate you on that. She's actually really funny. <laughs> oh. But she was also like getting up there in subscribers. And out of nowhere, PewDiePie just crushed them all within like two months. Like every week. Like I remember I would keep, I would keep up with them. And every week, it, there was like a 1 million subscriber special. Then like three weeks later, there was a 3 million subscriber special. And then three wow. weeks after that, it was five million. And two weeks after that, it Just was seven growing. million. Like, that's it, crazy. It's it was exponential, yeah. and that's how growth is. You know, right. when you blow up like that, when you just make funny videos. <clears throat> mm -hmm. But I never understand understood the hype behind uh, PewDiePie. He was funny. Like he was a funny let's player, and he also was foreign. He had he was from Sweden, so he had like an accent. And he would do like. You know, he did like the bro fist thing. Yeah, made made people feel really welcome to his channel. Sure, like I like I watched every single video of his for quite a while before he like blew up. You know, started taking like breaks and stuff like that. But in this day and age, you know, consistency and uploading will only get you so far. Now it's all about marketing and promotion, right? Because if you you can be the best content creator out there, you can be the best let's player, you can be the fastest speed runner of any game, but unless you have views and a way to promote that and the way to get that in more people's eyes and ears, then you won't. Then no one will watch your stuff, and if no one watches your stuff, then you won't get ads because people are like, "Oh, this guy doesn't get. This guy's great at video games, but he gets." 10 views per video. Mm -hmm. Why would we pay this guy money to promote our product to 10 people? So it's just all about promoting yourself and marketing it a certain way in order to get to people's ears and eyes. Yeah. You know, a simple, a simple, you know, upload and telling people that you uploaded is not enough anymore. You have to pay money you have to find ways, maybe some trickery in some cases. Yeah. But you have to find ways in order. In to some try. ways, it's just luck too. Just right. the right person sees luck, it. Luck has been around ever since music, the music industry has been, you know, around. Wait, what? <laughs> luck has been around as long as the music industry has been around. 
because if you're a musician and a certain person hears your music and oh, they just yeah. so happen to hear it, then you blow up. Then they're gonna tell other like Justin people. Justin Bieber, right? Exactly. Justin Bieber is the perfect example. He had an audience, you know, all these little girls that love to watch him sing and dance and play guitar. Scooter Braun happened to pounce on one of his videos, signed him. They made Baby. He already had his fans that, you know, blasted it out to everybody. And then Baby became this huge thing. And he stayed consistent consistent with it. (laughs) We'll, We'll put air quotes around that because he didn't release music for a while after that. I can I can see yeah. why he didn't because Baby got a lot of backlash. I mean, we all know it though. I, I loved Baby. That's what I'm saying. Like baby, every, even baby, though some people may not like it, we all know the song. Right, baby, fans baby, loved it, which oh. is why it blew up. But critics didn't, which is why. And those are the people that get to musicians the most. I, I know yeah. you love me. You know, because this I is back when can. Twitter and like all these social medias were really that big like instagram was instagram wasn't even around you were my love so why are you you (laughs) just mute in the background (laughs) i can't we'll still hear him but yeah but no like instagram wasn't even a thing twitter was barely coming like you know to what it is now Mm -hmm. so you know people weren't interacting with their fans so a lot of the backlash that they got from critics that's what they paid attention to because you know you go perform at a show if you have fans, no matter how bad your music is, they're going to enjoy it because right. they're your fans. Yeah. You know, but you're not going to get any new fans if you have bad music. But, True. you know, the fans that love your bad music are still going to love your bad music. So, but YouTube as a career path is definitely a lot harder now because of like what Zeon said. That market is so saturated. The vlogger market. I'm sure, oh, yeah. I'm sure people that watch vloggers already have... 30 vloggers before they even think about watching someone new. It's hard because, mm-hmm. like, there's almost, almost nothing you cannot search on YouTube. Like, there's almost... That's true. Usually, like, when, you know, there's a platform like YouTube, you kind of try to find what's not there and then, you know, create content to, to I guess, put a patch in that, I suppose. But there's... You can literally search any and everything. Today, I needed, like, I was selling a car, and it was a used car. And the person who bought that car put in an aftermarket remote starter on it. It wasn't a remote starter that we use. Um, It wasn't from Mazda. It wasn't from our, like, aftermarket people. And, like, I guess on the remote, it, it had some brand. I couldn't figure out how to work it for whatever reason. So I just searched up how to... Uh, I guess program or whatever like this remote start of a company I've never heard of and there's hella videos on how to like program it which which is crazy right yeah it's like you would never know those videos probably don't have more than a thousand views no they have a lot of views because people need to figure that shit out but they don't have a lot of subscribers uh right okay yeah that's what I meant so there's but even then like Anything you need, you can just go to YouTube. Like today, all right, let me, I'm going to arrow some dirty laundry. All right, you ready? I don't know. I searched up how to <laughs> grow a beard because. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't Because that just laundry. makes me feel so pathetic. But <laughs> like, and there's hella videos on that. Like, who thinks of that? You know what I'm I mean? sure a lot of people do. All right. That's I've true. thought of it, but I've never looked you it up You have before. one. 
You yeah, both have, but one. it doesn't fill in like that. Neither does I don't really try. I try to shave it, and it just comes. For the right, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> well, see, but you just the, can't grow it at all. Listen, but no, I know what you mean because, like, that's um, besides the point. One of our friends, I don't want to say who now at the moment, but they bought a used car. You know who it is, and then it came with like a remote, not a remote starter, but to unlock the car, but it wasn't set up to the car. So what we did was just look up on YouTube and we figured it out. But what are the odds of that? Exactly. Like, so it's just very hard to try to find something that's not already there. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It is. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, if you want, you want let's players, you have literally a billion right. <laughs> yeah, but of even, let's players to choose from, and you know. So and how do you how do you do it? I, I, I but like even though you're gonna do the same thing, like. It could be different in a way, like yes. Well, it no, all depends yeah. on your personality, but, of course. Yeah. But there's already so many different ways or different people out there. But no one's gonna be like. There's you. a lot. That is true. No one's gonna be like Zion. It's like <laughs> it's like hot ones from First mm-hmm. We Feast, which we'll get into later. Yeah, they but, already had an audience. It was very easy for them to go in a, a market where you know that kind of that style of interview is is just different. And obviously, people do enjoy that, but they kind of already had an audience. If me and you decided, well, they to got do the that, they got the audience boost from Complex, but right. But, but if you and I tried to do that, one, a company like Complex is going to steal that idea. Two, like we're not we're not going to have interesting people on it, like how, how right does. exactly. It's yeah. just going to be a group of people, which I still think is pretty cool. Like a group of friends, I guess you know, interviewing each other. Or yeah, I'm sure there. Yeah. I'm sure there's there is videos out there of people doing what Hot Ones does on a smaller scale, but you know, no one will ever be as big as Hot Ones. Exactly. You're so, not gonna take that show to, you know, Jimmy Fallon or Stephen Colbert and do it like Sean Evans did. How? Like I, I, if I'm being honest, I think we are all underqualified to answer this question, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Like, how do we, um become successful in a market that's already super vast there's a lot of people doing i think no matter what as long as you put out a lot of stuff you just keep waiting until people realize that or not realize but like and what you said like doing things differently yeah like you even though you're doing the same thing as others maybe you have a different personality that they just like and different perspective a different idea okay or like if you just push out a lot of stuff Maybe some of the stuff that you push out aren't that great, but maybe one topic of yours is awesome, and that's what you stick with. Like you just change your whole concept of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like some like I listen to a lot of podcasts. Sometimes you know H three H three podcasts, they have an opinion that I just can't listen to. Like they had a video like that the other day where they were talking about Billie Eilish and the Grammys, and they were like, "Oh, Grammys, Tonys, Oscars, all the same people go to each one." He didn't know what a Tony was, but he thought he could say that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, you're wrong. I'm turning <laughs> off the podcast and I'm going to listen to someone else. I'll come back when I think you have something else to talk about that you actually know. You sound like a Karen right now. And he had <laughs> and he had the host of Hot Ones on his podcast recently, Sean Evans. Guess who listened to that? Because no one else had Sean Evans on their podcast. Mm. I can listen to however many episodes there are of Joe Budden podcast, knowing full well that he will never have someone like Sean Evans on his podcast, which is why I went from Joe Budden podcast to the H3 podcast. I mean, okay, I, I'm i a big MKBHD fan. He was recently on, I think, the Philip DeFranco podcast. I listened to that one episode, and I stopped. 
But oh. Joe Rogan also had MKBHD on his podcast. Oh, for real? And Joe Rogan oh, and Philip out. DeFranco are two completely different people. That is true. So it's like you they can, already have an audience, though. Right, but they always, but they didn't always have an audience, though. That's true. It, right. A lot so, of I see what you mean, though. A lot of podcasters before they start podcasting, they have their own thing, whether they're an actor mm-hmm, or a host yeah. of a TV show, or you know, they have their you know big YouTube channel. And YouTube, then, and then they start a podcast. But we're starting a podcast from scratch, you know. The only people that know us are our friends and family. That is true. But it could also work the other way around for us. Like, even though we're starting a podcast, maybe it would grow into, like, YouTube. Right. Who knows? Maybe we might start playing video Absolutely. games in the office and, and put that out on YouTube or something like that and call I mean, it something else. I still kind of have that thought process about this podcast. I'm not saying it's not going to be successful, but it's just there's already a lot of content out there, you know, po- especially podcast content. Well, but as, they don't have us. As content creators... <laughs> <laughs> Not only do we have to hope that we're different than everybody else, like our personalities, but we also have to hope that the guests that we have on are interesting and are able to talk about things that not a lot of people think of. And we also have to make sure that we, you know, market it the right way too. Like if we just say that we're just having a podcast and we, we're just talking about, you know, regular stuff. And not market it the right way. Because we could talk about anything on here. Right. And, you know, we do have people that will listen. But if we just, you know, let it ferment and sit, and we just sit on it, then we're not going to gain any new viewership. Yeah. The title of this podcast should be, Are We Going to Succeed? Hmm. Are We Going to Succeed? And that's a question that anybody that starts their own YouTube channel or starts any of like any personal business should ask themselves before starting for sure. And again, I mentioned this in the first episode, but I really like this because one, you started it because you're passionate about it, not because you hope to uh, make an instant profit or, or whatever. Yeah. Trust uh, me. This is not an instant profit. <laughs> right. That's why I joined. And I think that's why we all join. And that's why I think this podcast is going to go somewhere if we're consistent. I, like if we do this every, you know, Sunday like, or how every just consistently throughout this whole year, which is going to be a lot. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of ups and downs, mm-hmm. but like I, I can definitely see this becoming a thousand views, you know, fifteen hundred or two thousand listeners, you know, maybe within the next year or two. I'm hoping for the, you know, at least end of the year, but. I think we'll do great, but as long as we just see it as a hobby more than like a profit, then we're right. going to do just fine. Okay. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We have to keep the passion and that goes without saying for any other business as well. If you don't have passion, especially, I'll tell you what, opening a restaurant, bro, if you don't have passion for food and the, the food industry, you're not making a restaurant, Right. period. No matter how good your food is, yeah, does not matter. You need to drive and you need passion to be able to open something like that. All right. So we talked about YouTube as a career path, and we talked about YouTube's history. So when it comes to YouTubers themselves, what kind of YouTubers do you guys watch? All right. <laughs> so what, what kind of content do you guys look for? Well, what's like a channel off the top of your guys' head that you would like our audience to listen to or to watch? So uh, a couple things that I want to share with my audience is, so I listen to 
or sorry, I watch MKBHD a lot. Well, actually, now that I think about it, I kind of only watch like when he's putting out reviews and when he goes to like events. Like recently, he did CES and he does mm-hmm. like uh, he talked about a couple cool things that he saw at CES or he does like like explained videos where he explained 5G. He explained he explained the Apple uh ecosystem which i found very interesting i hate i hate you should watch joe rogan's apple. podcast <laughs> he talks about the apple ecosystem on that more too yeah i freaking it they what they do is ridiculous i love their products but jesus christ anyways <laughs> um yeah mkbhd is a tech tuber and i watch a lot of his reviews they're very concise you know the visuals are great by the way um, oh yeah on his podcast on his recent podcast he he talks about like t- the production and it's freaking awesome the tech they use is is amazing um i love his, the aesthetic of his videos and he has he has a pretty good voice as well yeah he has a good voice for what he does right um and he's he's my favorite because he he comes from humble beginnings kind of actually not really he, he was like he had a pretty good like life i guess do you know what college he went to if um, he went to college, yeah, he did. Went he did go to college actually and got his degree, and I think he went back for his master's, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, he started. He's one of the YouTubers that just started recording on his new laptop that I think he got for Christmas. Um, like, and, and it was the quality of those videos are very bad, but he just started reviewing products like cameras and uh, laptops, I think, and phones or or something. And he, his first, I think he said his first like hundred videos or a, his first a hundred videos, he only had like a few hundred views, like, or maybe even less than that. And I believe it. it That's was just about how the, every YouTube starts. Right. It was just a consistency. Could you imagine, imagine our first hundred like podcast episodes where we're like barely past like 200, 300 listeners. That's still crazy for me. No, I, I agree. But a hundred podcasts, that's a Yo, lot. He's of... six foot three. <laughs> oh, God. I did not know that. He's a tall dude. That's a lot. He doesn't of, seem that tall. Uh, blood, sweat, and tears. He's he's still very young, too, which is crazy. 26 years old. Yeah. So, damn, that means he started when he was like less than 16. Or yeah, he joined 16. YouTube on 2008. So oh, okay. he that's, was yeah, that's, 14. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Yeah. All right. So, yeah, he's one of my favorites. My other one is. Um, who is my one? Give me a second. You didn't write him down. Oh, David Dobrik. (laughs) David Dobrik is my second pick. Uh, I love that man. He's a great vlogger. He's he is the first vlogger that I've watched. I I don't even consider him a vlogger because some of his vlogs. He's even in the trending page. Yeah, he's always in the trending page. Whenever he uploads, he's on the trending page. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> he averages 10 million views, which is ridiculous. Um, but he started on Vine. He, Him and his group of friends are hilarious. Uh, you, you probably, I'm sure everyone has seen at least one of David's Vines or one of his friend's Vines. How could you not? Exactly. Um, the dude's everywhere. But he just makes f- really, really funny content. And he has, he's been recently having a lot of celebrities on his podcast. Uh, sorry, on his uh, videos. And he's legit my favorite YouTuber right now. 
And I advise everyone. I think he he can put a smile on her face. So a lot of people probably won't like it because uh, it's a little all over the place. It's all over the place. And some of his stuff, some people will find offensive. But I, I me personally, I think it's just people that are kind of just uptight about things because and take things a little bit too serious. Yeah, don't okay. take David Dobrik too seriously. Yeah, please, because <laughs> yeah, he's hilarious. Uh, my third person is. Uh, Call of Duty YouTuber. His name is E. Coli or something like that. I actually just found out about him like a few months ago. And he's one of my favorite Call of Duty YouTubers now, but he's not. He wasn't like a few years ago or like a year ago. I, I watch a lot of Call of Duty content because I love um, playing Call of Duty. I don't know why, but yeah. Oh, the E. Coli Espresso. Yeah, E. Coli Espresso. Yes. So that's my third he he's like the MKBHD of uh, the the Call of Duty community, in my opinion, along with exclusive Ace and Drifter. Uh, those are Ooh, like my, Drifter. That's yeah. a name I haven't seen in a while. Yeah, but I used to watch Drifter a lot, especially yeah. around like Black Ops Two. Yep, because yep. he used to release weapon guides. Yeah, that was the only those game I master procedure. Super in, in so. depth. I love them. But. All right, Joel, who you got on your your list of um, content creators? Okay. Um. As of right now, I have Mind Scene TV. And what I really like about him is that he started off as like unboxing videos and then doing tech reviews and things like that. But then one day he decided to do like a little horror unbox. And because it was so popular, he decided to now do a show based off of it. So now every Thursday, he comes out with a horror film or not film, but like a video where he goes to haunted places with his friend. And does all this crazy content. Sounds right up my alley. <laughs> you should watch it Thursday. And I'll show you the link. <laughs> awesome. For my other YouTuber, Matthew Santoro. I love finding out random facts about anything. And yes, he's the do. guy. <laughs> he is the guy. He is. I've seen a lot of his <laughs> stuff. And he goes really in depth for random facts. Like Yeah, for everything. He even has like certain topics. Like the latest episode he has is um, 10 Creepiest Government Conspiracies. Like that's right up your alley. Exactly. But I, I love, I love and hate conspiracies because they're some of, I'm very gullible. I'm really we into conspiracies for things that I like. That's true. Uh, which, which, you know, is not but, a so, like, really bold claim. A, a, a random conspiracy I heard today is how people like clone themselves. Like, I wish like I could do that. People in the real world. Yeah. I wish I can do that. Yeah. You know how many of t- you know how many times I've thought about like, man, what if I was in one place and also in no, I'm not place? talking about that. I'm talking like, oh, like before they die. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, never mind. Mm. So yeah, I, I forget. I don't want to go into detail because I I'm gonna sound ignorant. Okay. Well, yeah. and then for my number one, I would have to say it's Good Mythical Morning. Awesome. With Rhett and Link, a lot of people may know them, but. How they started, too, was, like, they just posted a video, like, once in a while. But now they became so popular, they're posting a video Monday through Friday. Now, is Good Mythical Morning all they do? No, they... I remember they used to post videos, like... Because of the YouTube YouTube channel, they became... They started other channels. Like, now they got Good Mythical More, which is... It's, like, kind of, like, behind the scenes of what they did in the Good Mythical Morning. And now they have Good Mythical Kitchen, what they just started. It's, like, what they do is, like... They'll make a McChicken, but they'll use the most expensive ingredients that they could ever find. And it's so cool. Oh, that sounds really interesting. And then they have a vlog. They just started this 
where it's Rhett and Link, and they just do their, like, vlog, like, David Dobrik kind of stuff. Mm. And now they have their own podcast, too. Well, they had it for a while. It's Ear Biscuits. They have so much stuff just because they started off on YouTube, and now they're huge. Yeah, and, and that's something to capitalize on, too. Like, if you have an idea and, and you see it's booming, do not be afraid to introduce new ideas. Mm-hmm. Like, this podcast will probably not be the only thing that we do on of course it's whatever not. channel that we put this on. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows what we think of, you know, after doing this for a while. And that's something to consider when, when you're just a business on YouTube in general. You know, you, nothing is stopping you from start, just starting another channel right. and just using another idea and hoping that, you know, your audience will dig that too. So is that all you got for YouTubers, Joel? Yeah. What about you, Dan? All right. So when I go on YouTube and I log in and I'm looking for some content, one of the things I like to look for is food culture and different kinds of food shows and stuff like that. Do you like cooking? I'm not going to lie and say I do cooking, but I wish I was a cook and I use YouTube channels such as First We Feast <laughs> to live vicariously through them. Uh-huh. Uh, some examples of some First We Feast shows, uh, Gochi Gang is basically like Raina Scully, uh, a host that I keep up with on her YouTube channel. She has like a Japanese food culture show where she goes around different spots in New York and the surrounding tri-state area. And she you know, tries different Japanese foods with Japanese locals. And it's a really big, you know, it's a, it's a lot of fun for me to watch because not only am I into, you know, food culture itself, but I'm also really into Japanese culture as well. So there's different channels or shows like that for weebs like me. <laughs> and then you have Hot Ones on, on First We Feast, which is like their biggest show on there. It's Sean Evans, and whenever he interviews a celebrity, they're usually there for a press junket, but he also makes them eat super hot wings in the process, and it brings out some personality that we usually don't see from those celebrities, such as Scarlett Johansson or Shia LaBeouf. I can't imagine eating a hot wing and someone asking me a question. It's like, I can't focus. And the questions that he asks are super in-depth. Like, they're questions that no one has ever probably heard before or they reference some super deep stuff from the beginnings of their career. Yeah. So Shia LaBeouf was very impressed and Shia LaBeouf is hard to impress. So take (laughs) that for what you will. But that was my number one. Uh, I'm also a big fan of Pokemon, Mm. as you guys know. Who isn't? And I like to watch people play Pokemon strategically and a channel that explains the fundamentals and mechanics behind said Pokemon are false swipe gaming uh, this is basically a youtube channel uh super high production value really nice voice on the the guest on the lead host i should say and the editing is phenomenal like the visuals are great and it basically just tells you how to play competitive pokemon it tells you you know the caliber of pokemon that are good and it tells you about different tiers and they even have some smash brothers content if you're into mostly melee focused but it's good for you know melee lovers and people that like to get into smash bros as well and then my last channel might surprise people because it is a horror based (laughs) channel and it's called dead meat and james a janice the host of the channel has a podcast with his fiance they also interview big horror stars such as like the leads from halloween 
a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, maybe some Saw films. And they also do a Kill Count series, which is basically they do a synopsis of a horror movie. It could be modern or a classic horror movie, such as Halloween or Friday the 13th. And they basically do like a synopsis of the video. And then as the video goes on, they mark wherever someone gets killed in the vid- in the movie. And they basically do like a cool little animation for it. And then they tally it up at the end, do like a pie chart for men to woman. Or if, you know, James A. Janice can't tell in the video who got killed, he'll, you know, mark them as ungendered. And it's just like a cool piece of content to watch. It's very chill. You know, he only includes jump scares when the movie absolutely calls for it. Those are the ones I skip, so I can't tell you about them. But it's just a nice it's just a nice piece of content to watch and it's very inspirational because, you know, anyone can do something like that. You know, obviously, you know, you're gonna need some big editors to handle the tricks and, you know, the counting and the title cards and stuff like that. But other than that, it's it's very inspirational for someone to do that. And it's, you know, something that he finds passionate and he puts it out for people to see and people enjoy his personality. So that's why they keep coming back. I just find it funny that you love this channel, but it takes you like forever to watch a horror movie. Okay, so <laughs> when it comes to horror now, it's a lot of jump scares and I don't like jump scares. So you're into you, classic horrors? You give me Halloween or okay. Friday the 13th or even some modern horror movies like uh, The Lighthouse, Midsummer, you know, things that are just very tense and have a lot of suspense. No, (laughs) the clown scares you. I don't like that. (laughs) But yeah, so yes, Dead Meat, horror-based channel, something that I thought I wouldn't like at first, but I'm kind of into gore and, you know, old classic horror movies, and so is he. So it's very relatable to find a channel like that. And then I also wanted to give an honorable mention to a starting YouTuber. That's my personal friend. His name is Joe. On What's YouTube, up, Joe? He goes by <laughs> Benign Cactus on YouTube, and he's just a Let's Player. He does Pokemon Sword and Shield. He does Tomb Raider. He does Monster Hunter, which is why you know I started watching him because I love Monster Hunter, and to see him love it as much as I do, and he's my friend. I'm gonna find you know him a little more relatable than a lot of the other guys because he's close. You know, he's homebound. Yeah. He still only has about 300 subscriber. Steadily growing. He's only been on YouTube for six months, so that's very good. That's a good start. He's past the friends and family stage. Are his videos actually good? Yes. He provides very good commentary. He's knowledgeable. That's a great question. No. (laughs) No, yeah. No, no, no. (laughs) Someone had to ask. Exactly. This is the way he looked at me after saying that. You know, when you watch your friend on YouTube, I, I hope people do the same for us. I hope that they're honest and yeah. about their feedback and not just saying, hey, you're our friends. We'll support you no matter what, no matter right. how bad, you know, whatever content. So that way we can improve than rather just like fail right. the right. entire because, time. Because we only want to perform for our friends and family for so long. If right. we wanted to do that, we would just send a private video to them. We wouldn't be yeah. putting it public for other people to listen to. We obviously want more fans. So that's why we put this on public. And that's why, you know, it's. It's good for people to start getting comfortable talking to other people other than people that they know. And that's all I got for my YouTuber. So um, I think this is where we're going to wrap up the episode. You said rap. We talked a lot about (laughs) we talked a lot about YouTube. Uh, You know, we talked about its beginnings. We talked about career paths. So if you're ever thinking of joining YouTube, I implore you to do it. Because if you want to make a career out of YouTube, you have to find passion in it. There is no such thing as an instant check 
when you go on YouTube, unless you have a viral video and you just capitalize off that, which does not happen a lot anymore because YouTube is not what it used to be. So if you have any channel ideas, I suggest you to explore them, find a good way to get an outlet to people on YouTube and start a YouTube channel. So you guys got any closing statements for our audience? Chase your dreams. If being a YouTuber is a part of your dream, then do it. Uh, right. And don't think that being a YouTuber is just, you know, putting a camera in front of your face right. and talking about something. There's a lot that you know, you can do it. tutorials on different things. You can do makeup. That's like one of the big booming, you know, markets of this like of and tutorials. the now generation. So, you know, whatever it is, I hope you find a viable outlet to put your stuff on YouTube and I hope you guys have the courage to do that. Because, you know, it might not be an instant payoff, but you keep working on it. It's just going to be like any other job or any other, you know, passion that you have. And, you know, money will come eventually. You know, it might not be a lot. It might not, you know, it might be over over 10,000. But, you know, just putting in the work and time is going to be, you know, fruitful for you. For sure. All right. Consistency. That's the key. That's the word of the day. Consistency. (laughs) Let's do it. All right. Thank you guys for listening to episode three of the Chopping It Down podcast. This has been Dan, Joel, and Zian. We'll see you guys. Hopefully you guys have a good day, good night. Have a good one. My name's Jeff. See ya.